they perfectly practice the life of pure devotees. Cell phones often. They perfectly practice. Although they are perfect devotees, they practice the life of bhajan. In the activities of pure devotional service, to, on one hand, that may be said that is to sh- to show others how to practice, how to become perfect. But on the other hand, in bhakti, sadhana, or the practice which is meant to lead to lead to perfection, and sadhana or that which is to be attained upon the practice of one's sadhana, they, in practice, one who is on the on the level of sadhana or one who is on the level of sadhana, one who is attained, aspiring for perfection or one who has already attained perfection, their activities in many ways are very similar, at least externally. But the, the activities they follow, they don't change. It's not that one who is trying to attain perfection in Krishna consciousness, he chants Hare Krishna, and then when he attains perfection, he stops. So rather he chants Hare Krishna more. In other, in other practices of yoga, there is a practice to attain perfection, and when you attain perfection, then you stop practicing, because you already got what you wanted, so why try to do that which produces the result? But the means and the end are the same bhakti. So the six Goswamis, they performed all the activities of bhakti, not simply to show others, but because they were experiencing unlimited transcendental bliss in doing so. They come to this world to assist Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in relishing the nectar of bhakti, but they also relish the nectar of bhakti. Every living being is part of the person of Krishna, who is full of all bliss. Krishna experiences bliss by relating to all the jivas as, as the Supreme Lord, and all the jivas experience great bliss in serving him in that capacity. Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all his intimate associates. They come with him and assist him in his activities of practicing and preaching bhakti. And in doing so, they also, by, by taking a form in the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they also experience great bliss in doing so. So it's not that kind this uh, accepting loincloths and kanta, this uh, ragged quilt, that it's not that in doing so they are deliberately accepting some difficulty which which uh, is painful to them. There is the there is an idea in Christianity of accepting austerities to mortify the flesh. This is a term one monk, a Christian monk, said to me that a Christian sect which was traditionally vegetarian, but they've become little compromised in recent years. So I asked them, why are they Christian? Why are they uh, vegetarian? What was their reason? And he said, to mortify the flesh. That means actually we'd like to eat it, but we don't because we want to give ourselves some suffering. It's this very strange idea in Christianity that Jesus suffers, God, he's God and he suffers. And we all, we all make we all make advancement and we become better Christians by deliberately suffering. Srila Prabhupada said this idea is rascal. The idea that God suffers for our sins. So the idea that we have to suffer to make spiritual advancement, it's not there in Krishna consciousness. Of course, Tapodim Yam Bhutraka, Rishabdev advised his sons to accept tapasya, divine tapasya. But because Krishna consciousness is, it is the, it is produced of, it is non-different from the Swarup Shakti of the Supreme Lord, the 
the energy which is inherent to him, he is full of bliss. There is no suffering in Krishna. So, bhakti is always bliss. There's no question of suffering. Although we may sometimes experience it like that due to our less advancement or non-advancement. But actually there's no suffering. You may say, well, we sometimes we see devotees, and let's say here it said about the six Goswamis, that they are uh, accepting so much austerity, but we see that Srila Prabhupada was lying on what to external vision might appear to be his deathbed, preparing for death. But there is no suffering. What may appear that the vice, some Vaishnav is suffering, but we should know there is no suffering for devotees. It's only transcendental bliss. That's why Srila Prabhupada scoffed at these imitators of Rupa Goswami in Vrindavan. You'll find people who have a short cloth coming above their knees who want to be Babaji's like Rupa Goswami, dressing in the same way as him. But um, in the winter, it's very cold in Vrindavan, and we'll see, although well, you know, because you can't be as austere as those, even imitation Babaji's. But uh, as is the common practice in the cold winter nights or early in the morning, the people will gather wood and make a fire and warm themselves around. So Srila Prabhupada, he, he scoffed at this. Why are they dressing like that if they want to warm themselves with the fire? If you're actually a follower of Guru Swami, then don't do that. So the six Goswamis, they showed how to practice and they left many books which teach us how to practice Krishna consciousness. Rupa Goswami was the leader of all the Goswamis and he left us two particularly important books which teach us how to practice Krishna, just to guide our activities. He gave us this traditions. The other book is of course is Bhaktivasamrita Sindhu, in which there are many directions on how to practice Krishna consciousness. So this Upadeshamrita is completed in eleven verses. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also he gave also very short eight verses and Upadeshamrita eleven verses. So these two works, that of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, or these works, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's case, we, we find that these uh, eight verses, they were not exactly works that he sat down and penned, but they, they, uh, they are of course eternal, they are his eternal ecstasy, but they flowed from his mouth in his uh, ecstasy of feelings of separation from Krishna. And they were recorded. Uh, Dhamadhar Goswami, he told everything to about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's leader to Raghunath Das Goswami, who later recalled that to Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, and those later pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were compiled in this way. So similarly, the Upadeshamrita, it's Upadeshamrita, the focus is somewhat different. We find in Shikshashtaka that the first verse is the glorification of Sankirtan by stating what are its the seven effects of performing Sankirtan. What are those? And the other verse is, uh, yeah, the first verse, no one wants the fan on here? If you want, turn it on. Don't want it. Okay. So, um, the rest of the verses, they express the, the 
feelings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instead. The feeling of, or the, or the feelings that he is experiencing and that devotees following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they imbibe the mood that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has expressed in Shikshashtra. Shikshashtra sets the tone for devotees following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and how he is mostly, most of these verses are in a mood of longing for Krishna, that, that I, I want to be Krishna conscious, I, I want to attain Krishna. It's a, a mood of desperation, that, to, that one can give everything, one will give everything and more, and be satisfied, even if Krishna doesn't reciprocate, keep longing. This mood is expressed again and again in the writings of the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Very deep desire. This Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is in the mood of Radharani, longing for Krishna. Longing, 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 and apparently never met him. Srila Prabhupada often pointed out that the, the six Goswamis, they never said that now we have attained Krishna. They're always searching. Where are you, Where are you, Where are you, Krishna? So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sets the mood, and Rupa Goswami in his Upadesh Amrita, succinctly gives the basic instruction, not the details, but the basic instructions on what one must do in order to become a perfect devotee. Mostly just uh, yes, Upadesh. Upadesh means instruction. So Upadesh Amrita means the nectar of instruction. This should be done, this should be done, this should be done, this should be done. When he comes to the point of residing at Radha he gives a little philosophical paragraph to support that. Why? Why should one reside at Radha How? Because it is so much exalted. How it is so much exalted. Otherwise it's just straightforward. This should be done, this should be done, this should be done. Do this. Don't do this. So this is Upadesh. Do's and do nots. These supplement the uh, the sixty-four bhaktiyamas or literally limbs of devotional service which he has given in Bhakti Rasamrita which are very specific rules. Um, in Upadesh Amrita there are general rules. So the true Upadesh Amrita and Bhakti Rasamrita Sinha, the two are to be accepted together. For instance, one may perform the activities uh, given in Bhakti Rasamrita Sinha, but uh, without trying to control the mind and senses, or without cultivating friendship with devotees and while cultivating uh, friendship with non-devotees, the activities given in Bhagavad Samhita Shiva, they will not be very much helpful. <coughs> of course, to follow the activities in Bhagavad Samhita Shiva, one has to control the mind and senses to some extent to do that anyway. To observe the Kadishi fasting, for instance, requires some control of the senses. But it's given specifically. In fact, Srila Prabhupada in this report is emphasizing the first, he's indicating the first verse of his Upadesha more than others. Even though there are 11 verses, again and again and again in his preface, he's emphasizing the first verse. Why is that? And we find Srila Prabhupada always did that. While others 
while other Gorya Vaishnava teachers, they may tend to stress more the, the other end, how we should be romping with the gopis and offering power to Radha and Krishna. We don't find Srila Prabhupada talking about this very much. He does write about it, but he doesn't talk about it very much. But he does talk very much about controlling the mind and the senses in, in Krishna consciousness. So, why is that? That again, in this purport, he's stressed, one must promote himself to the platform of goodness, Satvagun, by following the instructions of Rupa Goswami, and then everything concerning how to make further progress will be revealed. If we get the basics in order, then everything else will follow. And if we don't get the basics in order, then nothing else will follow. And even if we, even if we uh, talk about the praying and the higher levels and Krishna's intimate pastimes, we have no actual entrance there except by the mercy of Rupa Goswami. And Rupa Goswami will not allow us in. He will not allow us in if we don't control the mind and senses. The mind and senses are not fully surrendered in the service of Radha and Krishna. Then we're not fit to enter the spiritual realm of Vrindavan, which is the goal of all Goya Vaishnavas, to enter the realm of Vrindavan to serve Radha and Krishna. So Rupa Goswami was the leader of all the Goswamis, and he leads by giving instruction in his personal life, as one has, and by giving uh, written instruction, written and spoken instructions. And all other Goswamis, they do this. Goswami, all the followers of, all the Vaishnavas are meant to be Goswamis or controllers of the senses. But particularly this title is given to persons in the renounced order of life. And as Srila Prabhupada has written, the foremost duty of a person in the renounced order of life is to make a literary contribution for the benefit of humanity. So Rupa Goswami is the leader of the six Goswamis, and all the Goswamis after him, they make contributions by their life, by, by being in this world. They make the world meaningful. There's no meaning to the world unless there are Vaishnavas within this world. The whole purpose of this, this world is to give a platform for the conditioned souls to enact their fantasies, and that's there, but to come out of their fantasies and to come into the reality of service to Radha and Krishna. That entrance into reality is given by the Vaishnavas. The Vaishnavas live in the real world. Yesterday we were discussing how the the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, they may seem to hard-headed realists to be like fairy tales. But actually this material world, this material existence, this is the fairy tale. Reality is Radha and Krishna in Vrindavan. That is reality. So Vaishnavas, they live in this world apparently only. They're actually always in the spiritual world. And they show the path to the spiritual world. All the Goswamis, that means not only Rupa Goswami, but all the followers after him, they all point the way back to the spiritual world. They enrich the path by their lives and by their literary contributions. So Rupa Goswami is the leader of the Goswamis, but there are so many uh, devotees who have, who are the ornaments of this earth, who are the ornaments of the Sampradaya. Parampara Jano Halomate. Bhaktisiddhan Sasrakas told us that we should know very well what is Parampara. That means in principle, what is the principle of Parampara? And who are the personalities who are beyond space, time and thought, but from the 
from the worldly perspective appear in a certain time and a certain space can be conceptualized as such. Who are these great persons who have appeared within the history? What is the history of the world? The British went around and conquered and then they lost everything. Now there's American domination they'll lose everything in due course of time. And this is all meaningless. The real history is the history of the Vaishnavas. How Narottam Das was living at the lotus feet of Lokanath Das Goswami. Actually, at first, incognito, she was not accepted by Lokanath Goswami. This is the real history. This should be taught. This is more important even than Mahabharata, the Puranas, the history of the Vaishnavas. How they are living in this world. They, they live in this world to teach us and they leave their instructions. All Vaishnavas, they, they, all the great Vaishnavas, they leave their instructions which are simultaneously beyond time, space and mundane thought and at the same time directed to a particular audience. That's why we see that uh, Narottam Dash his writings are in uh, very simple Bengali. Although he is undoubtedly, or uh, was undoubtedly a great scholar in Sanskrit, he was a student of Jiva Goswami directly. Undoubtedly he was uh, highly qualified in Sanskrit, but he deliberately wrote in Bengali. Of course there may be uh, esoteric reasons for that also, but one reason is because to make the teachings of the Goswamis which were available in Sanskrit, which is difficult. Uh, it's not intelligible at all to uh, persons who haven't studied Sanskrit, but he made that available in Bengali and in this way he also enriched the Sampradaya by uh, making those, those points which have been very uh, exactingly made by the six Goswamis, he took the essence of them, not, 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 in a, not in a chemical manner or a mechanical manner, but again, all the kirtan of the pure devotees, it, they absorb, they hear from their gurus and then that within their heart, that, uh, that uh, ferments, that becomes enriched, and that bursts forth as their kirtan. So their realizations, their meditations, their desire, desire of pure devotee, of course, is completely pure. That is glorious. It's not like the, the mundane desires which are to be rejected. But all of this just bursts forth in their kirtan. And that enriches the world. The whole world is enriched by the writings of the Goswami. So Rupa Goswami, he was the leader of the Goswamis. The six Goswamis, they began what from a, again from a mundane viewpoint, they began a new tradition. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought some new teachings and that was expressed in the writings of the six Goswamis and that they started a new tradition of thought, of writing, of philosophy, of drama and this was later brought in vernacular languages, especially Bengali, Odia, Vaitili, Rajbuli and later in, in all languages of the world. But all are, if, if one is actually to be a Gorya Vaishnava, then he must accept Rupa Goswami as his leader. Rupa Goswami is the leader of all the Goswamis. So this point was very much stressed. Please don't go in front of the camera. This point was very much stressed 
in later generations by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur and especially by Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Who Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, taking up the lead given by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, was famous as the destroyer of all the supposed teachings which are opposed to those given by Rupa Goswami and his followers. Rupa Amurta Vinodha, Apasiddhanta, Dvanja Hari is the name of Bhaktisiddhanta Sashantapa as he removed the darkness of all the wrong philosophical conclusions which are opposed to those who are actual followers of Rupa Goswami. So again, if we are to understand what it means to be a follower of Rupa Goswami, Rupa Goswami is the leader of all the Goswamis, then we have to see who are these Goswamis. Five others and many others. And the Goswamis, the line of perfect devotees, is coming down to the present day. What does it mean to be a follower of Rupa Goswami? Just as Srila Prabhupada criticized those who simply put on the uh, cloth and represented themselves as followers of Rupa Goswami. So in the same way, to be a follower of Rupa Goswami is not simply a matter of putting on some tila and saying, I am a member of Iskot. Now we have Rupa Nuga, we have the term Prabhupada Nuga, this has come. This is some this term has attempted to be hijacked by certain people who subscribe to a notion called Rhythmicism. But this term is a, it's a very good term, Prabhupada One should be a follower of Srila Prabhupada. One should know what it means. What does it mean to be a Rupa Noga? What does it mean to be a Prabhupada Noga? Rupa Goswami came to give something very specific. He is the leader of all the Goswamis. If we have to be a Rupa Nuga, Nuga, then we have to be a follower. What does it mean to be a follower? Rupa Goswami gave us this Upadeshamrita to follow. It is not something simply to be uh, put on our bookshelf or read like we read um, a book for entertainment. What does it mean to follow? To follow means to follow the directions given by Rupa Goswami. To follow all those directions, even to know how to follow. Of course, Srila Prabhupada is writing this purpose in an abridged manner. Not everything is here. Everything is here, but not everything is expressed directly. <laughs> so, what does it mean to follow Rupa Goswami? Srila Prabhupada has written hundreds of pages, of hours and hours, thousands of hours. Srila Prabhupada, everything Prabhupada gave was how to follow Rupa Goswami. How to follow him in the present day? We may say we're not following Rupa Goswami. Where's, where's the short cloth? Has to be off white. No very white cloths, should be little dirty looking. Short white cloth. Where is that? If you're a follower of Rupa Goswami, you have to have that. But Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvata, he very much stressed that, that a real follower of Rupa Goswami is one who knows the principle of Yukta Vairagya. He selected as the uh, key to understanding for, for uh, developing the mission of Rupa Goswami in this world, the mission Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sathapitam Yenad Bhutale Swayam Rupa Gada Mahim Gadaati Sathapitam Yenad Bhutale Swayam Rupa Goswami Prabhupada who has manifested within this world the innermost desire of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu give me shelter at his lotus feet so that innermost desire 
and other verses were already the uh, those basic verses were there in a little in a little bit different format in other scriptures such as Mahabharata and Rupa Goswami adapted them we could say again from the perspective of from a chronological perspective we can say he adapted them but these are eternal principles Upadeshamata the eternal instructions which have become manifested in the modern age through Rupa Goswami what is this? who is this Rupa Goswami? What, what, what is this? what are you saying? what is all this? Lalita Mahdi we hear the preface Prabhupada mentions Lalita Mahdi, Vidanta Mahdi dramas of Krishna's pastor you may say that what is this? it's just his imagination but no, why? why his imagination? this uh, even the Vedas so many of the Veda mantras, they are manifested in the world by the rishis who perceive the existence of the Veda mantras. At some point, distant in time to us, the various rishis have given the Veda mantras to human society. And they are accepted as such, they are accepted as part of the Vedas. So Rupa Goswami, he is, uh, he is the leader within Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's personal entourage. So these, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving is not given even in the Vedas. But that doesn't mean that it's not real or it's not true. Rather, when we say it's not in the Vedas, that means that the Vedas as understood within this world, what, what people generally consider to be the Vedas, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu may be very difficult to find them, but actually all the Vedas are searching after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the descriptions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the descriptions of Krishna's pastimes given by the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are the very internal essence of the Vedas, or they are worshipped by the Vedas. We sing every morning this song. Jahara Charita. The Vedas, they glorify the personality of the spiritual master. But actually, the spiritual master who in the Rotam Das is describing in this song, Lokanath Das Goswami, he is one of the Goswamis. If we take eight Goswamis, six Goswamis plus Mukarva and Lokanath. But actually the Vedas, as they're generally known, they're not fit to describe the character of Lokanath Goswami. They didn't reach, they're not at that level. Trigunya Vishayabhaya, Vedas are concerned with, they're mostly concerned with the three modes of material nature. And the Goswamis, they're on a level far, far beyond the three modes of material nature. So when it is said that Vede Gai Jahara that means that the Vedas, they're aspiring to glorify the Goswami. And those Vedas who are actually uh, situated, those Vedas who are actually concerned with the, with the essence of all existence, they, uh, they may begin to describe what are the glories of the great Goswamis. Narottandas himself is on that level, Narottam Das, what he's giving, it is more than the Vedas. Sri Krishna Chandra has said that Narottam Das, what he states is on the level of the Vedas, but actually what he gives, what Narottam Das is given, is not even in Sanskrit mostly, but what he's giving, it's beyond the Vedas. If we don't study the Vedas directly, if we study the works of then more than the Vedas can give us. Mahan, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's contribution, he met with the, so many scholars, he would discuss Vedanta with them, and taught them the conclusion which they could not find by studying the Vedas. 
Even great scholars of the Vedas could not find what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed that all the Vedas are meant for coming to that point of Krishna praying. This is the ultimate contribution. Jaharagi Trinatulya Chari This the Pancham Purusha, the Dharma, Arta, Kama, Moksha, these four are generally considered the, the, the uh, Purushartas, these which are to be had from studying the Vedas. But there's beyond that is the fifth Purushartha, which in comparison to which the Dharma, Arta, Kama and Moksha, which are so much lauded in the Vedas, they are considered like straw in the street. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to point this out. So the Narotandas and the Goswamis of the Gorya Vaishnava line, what they are giving, it, we won't say this publicly. People will protest. On one hand, people will protest. On the other hand, they'll uh, the strict followers of the Vedas will protest, and then others will become like this cheap, like all these bogus people. There are so many bogus people. In the previous little bit previous era, there was this Ram Krishna and Vivekananda, and now we have this Ravi Shankar, Asaram, and so many bogus people. Who they don't even they don't even bother with the Vedas. They just whatever nonsense comes in their head. They might throw in some little Vedic so-called Vedic text to bolster up their nonsense. So we should be very careful. It's not something to be discussed publicly. But actually, that what the Goswamis have given us is it, it makes the uh, Vedas the Vedic knowledge. Actually, what, what is generally considered Vedic knowledge becomes insignificant. Everything is uh, given. The Das, in his simple Bengali, has given Krishna praying, which is very difficult to find in all the Vedas. Even the followers of the Vedas, due to being followers of the Vedas, they're not interested in that due to their misfortune. They're not finding Krishna praying. Srila Gautu Sardas Babaji Maharaj, he, he said that why, why people there so much, uh, why they so much, uh, now they're wondering how to get praying, where is praying, what praying, that you can get for 12 hours or 4 hours, which means less than a rupee. In those days it was worth more money. You go to the market and buy yourself two booklets with four annas, which means 25 persons. One is Prem Bhakti Chandraka and the other is Prata. And from these two, you can get Krishna Prata. The Rotam Dasas get Krishna Prata. This Vishnatra Chakrataka also wrote one short work called Prem Samput, a treasure chest of Prem. So they put it there. It's there. They've given it. But we have to know how. How shall we extract that? We read these books, but we don't find right. That's why Narotanda says, we hear, but we don't hear. Even though we're hearing, we don't hear. So how are we to extract that? Just like that. There may be gold in a gold shaft in the mind. How to extract it? Even if we, even if we have gold, but how to? It's, it's not useful. If we bring one big chunk of rock and we say there's gold in this, it's not useful. You don't. When you get married, you have to give your bride a, a gold ring. Not if you say there's a big chunk of rock. There's more gold in here than in the ring, so take this. It's useless. She can't put a chunk of you can't do anything with it. So how to extract that? One has to know the process. So that is given by Yoga Goswami. How to follow the process of 
Bhakti. This is given in his books, of which Upadesh Amrita's Prabhupada states is the first instruction. So, everything is here. Srila Prabhupada has given elaborate commentary on this. Previous Acharyas, Bhaktivinoda, especially Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, other Rupanoga Vaishnavas, they've also given commentary. Srila Prabhupada has distilled the essence of them in his Upadeshavata. Srila Prabhupada taught people with absolutely no background of any Vedic knowledge or culture how to follow the process given by Rupa Goswami to become a perfect Vaishnava. Therefore he is the perfect follower of Rupa Goswami. If we are to be a Rupa Noga, if we are to be a Rupa Noga, then we have to be Prabhupada He's given so many instructions. He personally showed and he gave so many books. What does it mean to be a Vaishnava? It's not such an ordinary thing to be a Vaishnava. When did you become a devotee? When did you become a devotee? People ask me, when did you become a devotee? I always reply, well, I'm still trying. I didn't become a devotee. I've got a long way to go. What does it mean to be a Vaishnava? It's not an ordinary thing. One may think of Vaishnava as a certain religious sect. I'm a member of that sect, therefore I'm a Vaishnava. And what is a Vaishnava? Kanaka Kamini Pratishta Bhagini Jitaryat Shaitu Vaishnava, who has given up all desire for women and wealth and honor. That's the first thing. There's actually a lot more to it than that. Of course, only a, only a Vaishnava can, give, can, can fully give up all material desires. But at least in this stanza, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sasrikakura, you find a Vaishnava. Often we see, you say, oh, you have to find a prainy Vaishnava, one who's prainy, who's full of prain. The, under, the underlying factor, we shall see, who is free from desire for women, wealth, and honor. So, alright, let's finish there with one or two questions. He has given us Upadesh Amrita so that we may become pure devotees. Oh, I don't discuss that Then, any question here, please? Yeah. Uh, if anyone else wants to a question, it's better if you please write it down and send it up. We'll take this question verbally. The question is, is it acceptable what we see today in ISKCON that many devotees, including leaders or maybe especially leaders, I might say, uh, study from many sources except directly from Srila Prabhupada to enhance, and this sign was made which means so to say, doubt, doubting to enhance their presentation, is this acceptable? Uh, well, it, it is acceptable if it is done 
in the mode of service to Srila Prabhupada and the Sampradaya. If it's done in the mood of showing off my scholarship or something like this, or thinking that I have now getting something more than Srila Prabhupada gave us, then that will not produce the effect of pure devotional service because it's not being conducted in a mood of pure devotional service. One may, may say certain things which are acceptable according to Siddhanta, but because if the attitude is not correct, then even if the Siddhanta is properly presented, then it will not produce the effect of pure devotional service. Of course, one whose attitude is not correct, then they're going to deviate in Siddhanta. Gradually, either subtly or subtle leads to growth. But uh, yes, Srila Prabhupada himself has risen that we should study the books of the Acharyas. He, it's written in his books, he told some of his disciples to do so. And he wanted, Srila Prabhupada said, that all the Vedic literature, especially the Vaishnava literature, should be translated in all the languages of the world and distributed all over the world. So, everything that we need for our spiritual advancement is in Srila Prabhupada's books. That's true. And Srila Prabhupada's books, they are, there's unlimited depth to them, that's true. But there's all, Srila Prabhupada's books, they are the beacon which guide his followers. But that doesn't mean that, or that, that nullifies all the other books of the Sampradaya. That Rupa Goswami's books, they should, now they should never be read because we have Prabhupada's books. Rather, the Prabhupada, reading Prabhupada's books, we should become very eager to study the books of Rupa Goswami, as Prabhupada himself quotes. He translated Rupa Raghunathapade Hoibai Akuti, which literally means that there shall, there shall be eagerness for the lotus feet of Rupa Raghunath. Srila Prabhupada translated this, that when shall I be eager to study the books of Rupa That's the purport that Srila Prabhupada blended into his translation. As far as works of contemporary Gorya Vaishnavas, Again, the same test of life, and one's sincerity will be one's guide here. I'm not going to say that all contemporary Gorya Vaishnavas outside of this one are all Gorgas and everything they give us. I don't think that would be an insult to our, our previous Acharyas and to present Vaishnavas to say so. At the same time, um, we should know what it means to be a follower of Srila Prabhupada and what is his mission and how he is empowered to manifest the mission of Rupa Goswami within this world. And that even many great Vaishnavas who are, by their realization, they clearly they clearly have very wonderful realizations in many ways, but it may not be that they all have the realization of what Srila Prabhupada has done and how he's doing it. It's very important to understand how Srila Prabhupada has manifested in this world, the mission of Rupa Goswami, because it does appear to be different in many ways from that which was given by his own spiritual master. Yeah, be very careful and understand. His principle of Yukta Vairagya, be very careful and understanding.
because it's very, with all this, uh, with all the opulence of, that is used for preaching and facilitating the practice of people in the modern world of Christian consciousness, it's very easy to uh, slip from the platform of being detached and using everything in Christian service to being attached and using the things which are purportedly being used for Christian service for my own sense gratification. It's a very big subject. Krishna blesses me and I hope to write some books in this regard about the subject you have brought up within some books to discuss this. Very important to understand what is the mission of Srila Prabhupada? What does it mean to be a follower of Srila Prabhupada? Be a follower of Srila Prabhupada means to be a follower of all the previous acharyas. Prabhupada, you see, this is a mistake that the Rhythmic Bhagavad make. They, they actually want to equate Srila Prabhupada with Sai Baba. Because they say that, well, Prabhupada can just introduce anything he likes. And do, they don't see that he is a faithful follower of the previous Acharyas and of Shastra and tradition. You can just change principles at whim. But an Acharya doesn't do that. If he does make any innovation, he explains how and why he's doing it. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, he explained his principle of Yukta Vairagya, which appeared to many, even today, and many consider that to be a deviation from Vaina Prabhupada But he explained in detail how it is not, how it exactly follows the, the inner principles of Prabhupada So to say that Prabhupada just completely changed the, the basic principle of initiation within the Sampradaya is it's actually uh, divorcing Prabhupada from the previous from the whole Sampradaya which he represents. Anyway, that's a big topic of discussion. Very good. Which I want to discuss more now. Any more questions, please? Sure. Srila Rupa will not allow us in if our mind is, com is not completely fixed in service. Apart from our own endeavor to follow his instructions, is there any other support from him or Krishna to to what? To what? I can't read this. Is there any other other spot from him or Krishna to to end this seemingly unending battle to control the mind? <laughs> yes, of course. His instructions are there. It's not a... With the instructions come the blessings and the help. Among his instructions are where that we should pray. That's one of the instructions. So it's not just give us this day our daily bread. He is taught that Rupa Goswami has... And other acharyas also. Bhaktivinoda Thakur is Gopinatsa. Is the, the song of seeming helplessness, calling out to Gopinatsa. You take charge of it. So certainly it's 
bhakti, when we say follow instructions, that's there, but it, it's a personal, by following the instructions, this is our personal interaction with all the acharyas. We attempt to follow, we pray to them for strength to follow. And they will help us. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for coming. We'll continue tomorrow. Shila Rupakasan Prabhupadaki Jai. Divine Grace Shila Prabhupadaki Jai. Sri Uddeshamata Ki Jai. Jagannath Prasad Ki Jai. There's no direct evidence, but we presume.